podcast. What's up, everybody? I know it's been a very, very tense week for the listeners of the Weird Podcast. Uh, wondering, you know, will your hero return for this week's podcast? Will he be all right? Guess what? He is. He survived this stag do, um, and now he can stop talking about himself in the third person because that's so strange. Um, yes, I'm back. I'm here again. I'm never going to leave. I survived my stag do nearly 100% intact. Now, as I record this podcast, at what is like quarter to seven in the morning of Monday, the 20th of August, because hey, the weird podcast comes out on a Monday, so I have to get up a bit early in the day to make sure it comes out. God damn it, I will. And also, there's so much Red Bull in my system, I can't sleep. I don't. My heart doesn't beat uh, blood anymore. It pumps Jägermeister essentially just through my through my body, which is so weird because I didn't really even drink all that Jägermeister when I was on my stag. But um, <laughs> that's just the, the strange way it works when you go on stag. Do things happen? And yeah, you, you, I always say every stag do you go on, you leave a bit of yourself in the place that you were. Um, a lot of the time I go to places on stag do's I'm like yeah that's that off the bucket list I ain't going back there and also legally I can't but this particular stag do I went on was brilliant and um, we went to Lisbon which was a surprise for me um, I found out about that on the day I headed down to Dublin my, my best man Phil picked me up with a couple of the other boys and brought me for lunch in Dirty Duck on Thursday had a couple of pints there, a nice bit of lunch, and brought down to Dublin Airport to find out, hey, we're going to Lisbon, which, you know, was a bit, it's a bit of a random choice, I guess, because I'd never been to Lisbon before and didn't know much about it, but now I've been, hey, what a spot! It is very, very good, um, and yeah, that's now I've been to Barcelona and Stag do, I've been to Prague, I've been to Budapest been to Carringford, I've been to <laughs> loads of places, shit I've been about, Albufeira, Amsterdam, but I never knew Lisbon was much of a stag hotspot per se, um, but now I've been, I'm going to say it was the best time I've had on a stag, thankfully um, you're not coming back with that fear, nothing terrible happened, I'm coming back with all my body parts intact, Eyebrows, attached hair, um, still all there, apart from a little bit, just around the, around the top of the bonds, a la Zinedine Zidane. But, yeah, it was excellent time. It was roasting, may I add. Sun absolutely kissed my skin. I've come back as a sexy olive guy. Um, rather than looking like Pavarotti now, I look more like, you know, the dude, the dude just hung around with Borat in his movie. You know his mate, that guy that they kind of like. I don't know why they did it, but they sort of sixty nine during a chase scene, which is something I've never actually said before out loud. But it was a great time. Um, only second there. Obviously, my audio's just said there's something wrong with it here. So allow me to just double check that it's working. Turns out it is, and uh, I had to listen to my own voice back there, and I realise, yeah, maybe I'm not fully hundred percent my voice. 
is super husky. I listened to that back and sounded as though I was listening to Macy Gray. I try to say goodbye and I choke. I try to walk away and I stop all. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. I walk goggles when you are not there. Which is what she actually says, as opposed to my world crumbles. She says, I wear goggles. Once you hear it, you ain't going on hear that. But yeah, audio's fixed, so it seems. Um, it's also coming in massively loud here. Hey, it's too early in the day for the techno folk to be worrying about that kind of shit. Just back from stag do. You know, I'm lucky I'm still I'm still here. And the only the only sort of detriment or side of ill side effects I've had so far is I'm exhausted and I've a wee sore tummy. But you know, that's gonna happen when you put away all the booze in a country over the space of three nights. But that's what we did. We got there. Um, probably just give you a rundown. You know, whether you just want to hear it or not. That's basically all I can talk about this week. Uh, because, hey, it's what it did. So we got ourselves down at Dublin Airport. Um, I was there with a few of the guys. And then we met up with Shane and Aaron. They came down to meet us as well. Got our stag shirts on. Which, may I add, um, fell apart almost instantly. There's a picture of me, with, which is a really weird picture. That I had made for a bit of banter once to send the the Shane about something, and yeah, he just got that printed onto a shirt, and it fell off nearly instantly. So just a few letters fell off. So my stag shirt basically said Avi Stig, Lisbo twenty eighteen. So that sort of became the the nickname of the the trip, Avi Stig twenty eighteen, at Lisbo, and we got there. Got a few drinks into us in the. In the airport, hopped on the plane, and yeah, I th- I'm try- see now it's, it's actually terrible because it was three days ago I went away and I can honestly remember what went on whilst we were on that plane. I'm thinking a few G- GNTs now I think about it. A couple other bits and bobs, got ourselves landed in Lisbon, feeling some kind of way. Got ourselves to the accommodation, which um, I didn't know what to expect the accommodation was. I suppose once I found out it was Lisbon, I sort of thought it would be kind of like... Albufeira or kind of like Spain it would just be quite a sparse place and you'd maybe be like in a wee villa or something we now we were in a hostel but it was hey a hostel just with us guys in it so a full hostel but with just seven dudes in it so I was in a room with multiple bunk beds so I think you could sleep 12 people in my room and it was just me and my best man in like different sides of the room which was great good and spacious um, the only thing that wasn't spacious in the hostel was the showers and the toilets. So I had to kind of shower with like one leg out of the shower unit and had to, had to be in it side on just to make sure. And then do, I had to come out of the shower, turn around and shimmy in the other side and then was in the toilet. Um, I had to keep the door open, which was awkward too. As anyone walking in could just see my two big feet and legs hanging out the door. So... Other than that, it was it was great. A bit weird too, because you're sort of going, why are we just in this full, like, Chernobyl disused hostel? Like, what's going on here? Is it legit? Like, the dude that we had to rent it off was an Airbnb, and his name was Dominguez, and Dominguez was just this young dude. Dominguez was like, there's a key for you. And we're like, right, sweet, do we need anything? No, you're fine, you give key when you're done. And then when we were done, Dominguez was like, I come collect. And they message him. And he's like, yeah, I'll be there at 10.30. And 10.30 came, no Dominguez. So the boys just kind of like left the keys and went. And I don't know whether or not Dominguez 
should have been letting us stay in that hostel, or whether Dominguez possibly murdered the people that owned the hostel and just stole it. I don't know, it's not for me to say. At least I'm home now, safe, in one piece. Don't have to worry about Dominguez coming to get me. Because there was one room in the hostel that the door was locked in. I'm sort of like, hmm. I wonder if Dominguez is hiding in there. You know, obviously, the natural um, excuses probably like spare towels and stuff like that. Obviously, to me, bodies. Dominguez is keeping dead bodies cut up, probably, in um, sealed tight pl- plastic bags. And that's what I had thought. So I was a wee bit freaked out by that. But other than that, great time. Other than the fact that I, I assumed that there were dead bodies you know, chopped up body parts in the same hostel as me. Great time. But Lisbon as a city was amazing. Got in, dropped the bags on the Thursday, straight out into the town. And it was a bit of a trek, but it was great because you got to look all around you. You got to see what's going on in the city. Lisbon, very hilly city. Very hilly. Um, it's quite old school uh, in terms of the, the cobbles are kind of like more like mosaics than cobbles. Which I kept thinking, how long did it take these guys to get this place set up? So many mosaics on this ground. You could have just plopped in big paving stones. Now these guys are going in with the three centimeter square pieces of mosaic put down painstakingly over the course of ever. And that's the whole way through the place. So I took a walk, checked the place out, um, got to like these, there's like maybe four or five streets just all up these hills, and we're just. Or, open fronted bars where people are just drinking in the street and um, things that I didn't know about Portugal is there's no smoking ban so guys just smoking in the bars just in the streets you're allowed to drink in the streets which obviously whenever you come from here you're a wee bit of a scaredy pants you go anywhere you're like I don't, I don't know if you should be doing that don't think drinking in the streets is really appropriate here um, so you'd end up feeling a wee bit wussy about it but after like a minute we're like now nah, just walking down the street Big squad of lads on the pints wearing the Avi Stig t-shirts, Lisbo 2018. And uh, we just did a great night. Went to loads of bars, bit of a pub crawl. Um, mate Maka <laughs> found himself just being the target of all looky-looky men ever. Like these guys were just, seems to be the Lisbon thing for guys to have. Um, I think upwards of 20 trilby hats on and a variety of colours like they didn't have a, a st- like they didn't have a stall or anything within these guys they just wore everything so yeah you want to sell trilby hat stick them all on 20 hats in their head all the fluorescent glow in the dark necklaces you could ever wish to imagine and a load of big Elton John glasses which is grand so when they came up to me they were like John Bahet <laughs> again the accents here could be offensive they could be racist um, but you know what, man? It's an attempt. You know, I'm, I've given it a go. There's no intention to be offensive. And hey, if you're offended by it, you know, <laughs> a little bit, fuck yourself, yeah? So, the guy comes up to me, he's like, do you want to buy? <laughs> do you want to buy? I just do Borat. Do you want to buy a hat? <laughs> that just sounds like uh, Vladimir Klitschko. Shake the hand, David Hay. <laughs> I, will, I will knock you out, Anthony Joshua. He goes, do you want to buy? And do you want to buy? I'll do Mourinho. He's Portuguese, isn't he? Do you want to buy a hat? You do not want to buy a hat. I've got glasses for you. I said, nah, I'm all right. And then straight away, I'm saying no to that. What about some coke? Hmm? Do you want to buy some coke, mate? Uh, n- uh, no. 
Like, what part of these dudes is like, right, if these guys don't want to, if they don't want to look like either a fucked up Michael Jackson or Elton John, they need to get high AF. So maybe that's a, a thought process, now I say it out loud. Maybe they're like, you know, if these guys are sober or drunk from alcohol, they ain't going to want to buy these fluorescent green hats with glow-in-the-dark necklaces and giant Elton John sunglasses. But hey, if they smash a load of coke into them, they might be more receptive to the idea. So he used to send these dudes away, but my mate Maka, he was just like, I don't know what it is. When Maka's drunk, he just loves to chat up lads. He absolutely loves it. So these guys were coming over being like, um, do you want to buy a hit? And he was like, eh, nah. I like the pair of those uh, flash-in-the-dark uh, ears you've got. Like, I think it was actually a bow, a, a bow, a bow on the top of your head he bought. But Maka being Maka not, is not the most astute um, bargainer in the world. There wasn't too much bartering going on from the big man. The guy comes over to him and is like, oh, you know how much you, for two euro you take? And Maka's like, Duncan Ballantyne from the Dragon's Den. Two euros, I'll tell you what, I'll give you five euros for that. And the guy was like, it is a deal. <laughs> you may have, you may have my fluorescent blow up Blow up, mm, where's my mind gone? You may have my fluorescent bow tie, glow in the dark headband. I offer you two euro, you say five, I say deal. Mac bought these things and was just wearing them flat out all night. <coughs> oh dear. Um and it was great because the Mac is not not a not a tall guy. So to be able to have these one foot shining dark bow tie headband on him was definitely useful and then he was just being a social guy chatting to people all night and as we were all just drinking he, he introduced us to this dude and he goes lads I've met this bloke Richard he says we're like alright it was eyes really sound from Scotland got Irish roots you know Irish blood in him which is, is weird because I don't think I ever met anyone that ever finds out you're from Ireland or Northern Ireland um, and ever just goes, oh, sweet, cool. They're always like, oh, yeah, well, I'm related to somebody or I know somebody all anywhere. So this guy, Richard, was um, chatting away to Mac about this. And then as I sound like cool, Mac's like, I'm going to introduce you to this guy. We're all kind of like, ah, do we need to be introduced to them, really? We're just having a good time on the pines. You don't really need another member of the squad, so to speak. And then out of nowhere, he brings this guy, Richard, over, who basically looks like an old vagabond-type character. He's got a, one of those strange wee knitted hats that kind of look like what you would see at like a, a Marrakesh market. You know, it's like, like something Aladdin would wear, like we sit on hat. He's sort of unshaven, brown-skinned, Tan, not. I'm not being racist there. He's got this brown skin. Mm. He was a Caucasian with a tan, all right, and sort of grey and hair, shaved down, wearing like a, a sort of dirty jacket, like dirty blazer with a jumper underneath it. Which in Lisbon, man, don't wear. Just you know, probably have no layers on because I sweated from I got there till I left. It was so hot and it was beaut. This guy's wearing a jumper and a blazer. So that's what the alarm bells rang for me. Then whenever I just looked down, fully realised the guy just has the top of his knob out. 
and Mac is just chatting away at him. And when I say top, I mean trunk, you know, the base where it connects your your dick connects to your body, that top bit where like you would wear a cock ring, you know, not actually the bell, but the the base. And I was like, hmm, you're fully chatting this dude with trousers right down, and you can see his junk and his trunk and a full like shaven area. I'm like, Mac, this dude's trying to fuck you. Mac, I didn't realise, he just thought the guy's being nice, fully hugging him, and he's for sure trying to get into him. So as soon as I realised that this guy clearly has something wrong with him, I said, like, Mac, we need to get out of this, get out of here, leave this Richard guy away. And Mac, it took a lot of persuading, he's like, nah, Richard's my man, he's my boy, he's my friend now. Or like, yeah, he may be your boy, he may be your friend, but this Jack wants to be your boyfriend, so let's get out of here. Because, hey, you're not about that life, you're a married man, come on. So we managed to just sort of sort of shift off Richard, who was kind of following us about for a bit, which is kind of creepy. I went to a few other bars. And I must say, we'd only just got in that night, so we drank till about 2, 3 in the morning. And then we're sleepy boys, made our way to McDonald's, obviously. Got a bit of... In fact, I'm a liar. First night, we went for a kebab. You know, athletes don't have to go to McDonald's every night. Went and got a kebab and then headed back to the, the hostel. Or we had a couple more beers and then went to bed. Now, we knew that the next day there were some activities to be done. So, you know, there was a, a want to keep a bit of freshness. So we headed back to the apartment and then we get to, like, a street or two away from where we are. And all of all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just hear, Richard! And Macus fucking clocked his eyes on Richard, who by this point is just sitting comfortably on the ground. Just, you know, obviously, clearly a homeless guy that Mac has just picked up and he sees him and he's like, hey, Richard, we're going back to the to the apartment. We're going to have drinks, join us. And everyone else is going, Mac, no, don't bring Richard back, please. So then after like another couple of meters, we sort of say to Mac, look, we need to ditch this Richard guy. We don't know him from Adam. I think he's got mental health problems because his trousers are down around his ankles. He uh, clearly is a homeless guy, so he'd be wanting to get into this apartment. Without being a stereotypical guy or judging people by um, you know, their cover, I fully did. I was like, ah, if he gets in our apartment, he's going to steal all our stuff and he's going to kill us. Richard will have the key to that room that Dominguez keeps the dead bodies in. So it'll be Richard and Dominguez together. In fact, the both of them are in cahoots with each other. They murder people together. Dominguez supplies the venue and Richard supplies the murder victims. And that's what he was doing. Coming back to kill us. So he managed to ditch him. Which ended up being like some kind of uh, like romantic <laughs> exchange between the two. It was like Maka was like, Richard, I want you to come back but I will not be allowed by my, by my, by my parents. They won't have you, Richard. Get away from me. Follow me. <laughs> and he's like, well, Richard was following just so desperate to get there. Mac was like, go away, Richard. <laughs> but I want you to want me. Leave me. <laughs> Richard, you're bad for me, but I'm addicted. Come to me. Get away from me, Richard. And after a real... Uh, <laughs> after a real... Romantic breakaway with a kiss and a push away. Richard finally was persuaded to leave, but Maka wasn't the same the rest of the night. He was he was upset. He was just wondering what might have been with Richard, and thankfully the remainder of the trip, that was all we saw of Richard. <laughs> As Maka was looking out the window, Richard, where are you? 
And Richard looks up. Come to me, Richard, but you're not allowed in. You're forbidden from seeing me, Richard. And then just shouts out again. Write me, Richard. I'll come back for you. If it's true love, it will wait. Wait for me, Richard. <laughs> oh, that was great. And then we all went to sleep. Mac had dreamed of Richard, obviously, and we all just got up the next day. Be honest, bit of a fuzz about the old brain the day after that. And then... I'm trying to... Genuine, this, is how, this is how you know you've had a good time. Genuinely trying to remember what we did in the morning. Hmm. That's right, we got up. We did a walk about the place. We went to a market, which was very sexy. Called the Time Out Market in Lisbon. Very cool place. Like all sort of food you can imagine. It's some sweet sushi, some Asian fusion. Which, hey, if you know anything about me, you know I'm all about that Asian life. I loved it. Speaking of which, I saw the sexiest, cutest, most porcelain Asian boy ever in the market as well. He had the most perfect skin, hair like Michael Jackson in the You Are Not Alone video and just these two cute earrings. I took a photo of him, obviously I had to have it so I'll put that on Instagram at some point. But um, he was at the Asian, or the Asian market racist. He was at the Time Out Market eating some Asian food and we got ourselves uh, some burgers, obviously, because it was half 11 in the morning and uh, the pizza place didn't open until 12, so we got ourselves burgers and then a couple of drinks and all the boys were around the table being like, ah, I'm not feeling too hot right now. Um, need to either get back on this horse, this bandwagon, and ride it for all it's worth, or we're not getting drunk again. So we, we just decided to push through. I'll be honest, Maka wasn't in a good way. I didn't know whether he was hungover or just love drunk from losing Richard, um, but he it took him a while to get going. Once he got our burgers in, went to... Um, another bar which hey it was called the british bar which if you are you know from the uk or ireland whatever that's the thing the thing that we do you know we go away to other parts of the world to drink in bars you could drink out at home the british bar and an irish bar we went to a lot while we we're away so we went to this place the british bar just for a wee stop we thought we'll just get one on the way to go and explore so we got there found out there was this uh this cider called Summersby's, which, by the way, is just like nectar from the gods. So we ended up just sitting there for one. One became two, two became three until we had about ten pints. It was great. We're smoking cigars. Maka, by this stage, singing songs, having a great time. A few, um, a few of the other boys weren't quite on that level yet. They were a bit like, oh, no, I don't like all this singing. Malarkey. It's a, keep the noise down. But boys will be boys on stags. And then by that point, we ended up Staying there until the activity that was booked, four o'clock, headed ourselves round to uh, the activity, which I didn't know about at the time. Turns out, wine tasting, yes, great. If you know me, hey, big wine, big wine fan, enjoy it. So, went this wine tasting with this guy, Francisco, uh, as he kept reminding us, like San Francisco, which I was like, also that means saint. Francis, I mean, going to be calling you Saint Francis the remainder of the day, Francisco. Only one Saint Francis, and that's my granny, R.I.P. Francis Lennon, forever in my heart. But um, we went around this dude, and I had like a list of challenges I had to do on the stag. One of the challenges being all glasses of wine you're given down in one. So when you bring me the wine tasting, that's not going to end well. So you head in with her boy Francisco. He sets us all up at a table. Says look what we're going to have, 
is I'm going to give you five wines to try. And would you prefer a fortified wine for two glasses or would you prefer a red wine? And I say, hey, I'm a big red wine fan. Do the two red wines. I'll do one dessert wine. How about that, Francisco? He says, sweet. So you got to, first of all, start it off with a white wine. Very tasty. Obviously, I had to do the whole sniffing. What do you smell? Mm, I smell lemongrass. I smell citrus. Mm, I smell all this. To me, I just smell wine, you know, because that's what my palate gets. Mm, there's some just wine in that, really. Mm-mm. And then they were tasting it, supposed to swish it around. No, I had to fully cake it. Francisco's looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with this dude? And then when I finished that glass, they were kind enough to top my white wine up again. Then we went through it all. We had the rosé, two glasses of that. Caked, red, caked, red, caked. Dessert wine, down. So by this stage, all of us are lit. Including Francisco, our man. He's enjoying the crack so much with the lads we end up having a bit of a dance in this bar but hey it's francisco's own bar it's just shut at this point he's just in the wine tasting tour with the lads so we get this in we're finished francisco's like right guys i want to take you for a round of beers forget about the wine tasting i've got a buzz on i want to go for a round of beers with you and we thought that's really dead on francisco thank you so he brought the boys for a beer in this other bar which i liked because i'm thinking francisco sees the boys are getting a bit larry he sees things are getting loose and he's like, nah, fuck this happened in my own yard. We'll go to my, my mate next door. So we went to this bar next door, got uh, a couple of pints in Francisco rather than staying for one round. Stayed for three. And the big man had to go to work, working in a restaurant, absolutely buggered. <laughs> he was great for him, singing the songs with the boys, um, just having a real good time. And we were all singing together and people were walking past the bar, looking in, clapping, joining in. Just a real great atmosphere. Um and then we're all singing songs and Francisco's like, I love rock. Right, we love rock too. And we're like, right, Francisco, start a rock sing-along. And then the man just out of nowhere comes in with, back in black, I hit the sack. Whoop. And it was just so high-pitched and loud, I think I pissed myself. But it was great. And then once Francisco had to go to work, stumbled up the cobble streets, we decided we'll go to a couple other bars. Then we'll get ourselves home, get some food, and get out for the night. So we went to a couple of other bars. A few of the boys decided it'd be a good idea to do a bit of scrumming in the bar. That went down well with the locals, I'm sure you'll imagine. And then back to the hostel, threw on some gear. Now, it wouldn't be a stag do without an outfit. You know, normally you dress people up as something. Uh, Shane was fully responsible for picking my outfit. And obviously he picked for me a pair of gold leather trousers, a gold leather shirt, a gold cape gold sunglasses, a gold watch, a gold ring, and a gold trilby hat, which I reckon he just bought off the looky-looky man from the night before to appease Maka. But, um, yeah, that was all together. I didn't quite get what the purpose of it was, like what he was trying to... What Was I supposed to be an Oscar? Was I supposed to be just a weird golden guy? Kind of looked a bit like what Jimmy Savile would wear. That was a bit weird. Um... It made no sense, and obviously the trousers he bought me were came straight from like the most cum catwalks in China because it was a, he got a triple XL pair of trousers and it didn't fit any of the boys. They just about squeezed on Shane, who is at best soaking wet a medium. So a triple XL and just fits him shows you what kind of size you're working at. So I had to wear shorts instead, which made my look even weirder. 
So just this weird guy wearing her, uh, like, beyond skin tight, leather, golden shirt with the buttons. Just The buttons are flipping, do more work than Golo Kante. Do you know what I mean? They were just, they were about to pop, those babies. But hey, I wore it anyway, and I looked strange, went to a few bars, got absolutely blitzed. Some of the boys didn't make it out that night because Francisco hammered us hard. But went out, had a great time, back to the the hostel via McDonald's, which by this stage I think my buttons had given up. It popped. They were done, like Michael's relationship with Richard. And then I got ourselves back, got to sleep, and uh, we were told by Phil, he was like, here guys, get yourself to bed. We are up for collection at nine in the morning for the next activity. I was like, sounds very nice. So boys get up bright and early, a lot of hangovers to be honest, in amongst the place, boys not feeling too hot, um, and obviously ended the night at McDonald's, so where's the best place to start the day? McDonald's, straight back there for a breakfast on the go, and we're meeting this dude, Ivan, who's bringing us to the beach, turns out we're going surfing, yes, the big man is going surfing, the sea cow, the manatee, D-A-V, on the waves, and it was, it was great fun. Went down there, we went through the whole lesson lesson of how to surf. Obviously, my balance is what you describe as so shit. So I wasn't able really to do too much. And to be fair, when I was in the water, I was struggling to uh, get my, my timings right. So anytime I were to like organize myself, I just hit up the kite with a wave. And then by the time I caught my breath, I got myself the water out of my eyes, hit with another wave. Effectively, I was just in the water, holding the surfboard, getting waterboarded. Which was, yeah, it was a challenge, but it was great. And then I finally sort of got a bit of rhythm going. And then I get clunked fully in the back of the head of the surfboard. Get out, feeling like I've just been decked up the kite. And then just did a bit of sunbathing while a few of the other boys were enjoying the, the surf. And I thought, hey, I'm not going to just not go in. So I just went in the water, played about for a bit. Helped the guys out and had a great time. And then once the surfing was done, we were able to go for dinner, which was possibly the nicest dinner I've ever had. It was just really fresh fish, just fished from the sea, straight on the plate. Had some turbot, had some sea bass, had lots of nice vegetables, some chips, and obviously a barrel of cider. Because hey, once we discovered the Summersby cider was far nicer than the beer, that's all the boys were drinking. And the thing about it was, it gave you the false sense of security of thinking, hey, this is just delicious apple juice I'm drinking, but really it's 5% booze. So once again, we end up on all aboard the lit train. You know, we were absolutely gargled again. And then went to the beach bar, sat in the sun, got ourselves a beautiful tan. And then we headed back because um, the plan for the afternoon, once we finished the surfing, which is about four o'clock, go back, quick shower, get changed, and hit the town. It was shirt night, all the boys in shirts, looking sharp. There's photos on my Instagram, check it out. Um, and we just went straight out to watch Arsenal Chelsea. As you know, big Arsenal fan as I am. So it was great to watch us lose once again. Um, two weeks in a row I've enjoyed that. And we were in an Irish bar called Hennessy's. Which, hey, if you ever go to Lisbon, don't go to it. Shit. Lying bastards. They'd uh, agreed to hold us a table. We turned up like 10 minutes late. And they're like, nah, table's gone. So we ended up just being squeezed in this wee corner. Um, beside these like weird... Like, I don't know if they were stag dudes or not, but they were foreign, and they had, like, I don't know this what part of the world they're from, that this is a style, but there was, like, they looked like Aryan boys, all blonde, 
but they all had like shaved hair at the back and sides and floppy on top and mustaches. I don't know what the fuck's this. You look like you're some sort of porn actor or something, dude. A porn actor or a paedophile. Like the kind of Joseph Fritzl style, maybe. They're Austrian. Maybe he's a bit of an icon out there. Who knows? But they had that kind of style going on. Didn't like it. And didn't like they're blowing smoke in my face either. Uh. So then uh, after that, not only did they tell us they'd hold a table for us to watch the uh, to watch the football, the boys were very keen on watching the Frampo fight as well. So they had said at the bar were like, yeah, we'll play it, put the Frampo fight on for you. As soon as football's done, they're like, nah, we're not actually going to show you a Frampton fight. Oh, you piece of shit. It was literally just that we had ordered food as well, so they'd mugged us off to give us food, which, to be fair, was delicious. Obviously, it was burgers and chips again. Hey, we're on a stag do. So after that, we went and found this other bar that was showing every single sporting event that was on in the world. It had 45 million televisions in this place, and every sporting event was on. So we got there just in time to watch Paddy Barnes. His fight, which was really disappointing to see him lose, and also disappointing to see how many dickheads there are in the world, especially obviously Northern Ireland, just slabbering at him for losing. You know what I mean? The, the wee man went in, went for a world title against the guy after five professional fights, and he got beat by an absolute stiff dig to the guts. You know, he gave it a go. If you don't, you know, as Coldplay once famously said, if you never try, you'll never know. And was he totally out of his depth up until that point? Not really. And he just got hit with an absolute humdinger. So he'll be back. The wee man will be back. And yeah, it was gutted he lost, but it was what it was. And then we watched Tyson Fury, um, which was interesting because that was a shit fight once again. Bore, bore the balls of us, so we had about 40 shots instead. And then obviously Frampton fought. What was most enjoyable we did see, though, whilst we were away was that um, apparently Billy Joe Saunders threw a bit of chicken at Deontay Wilder and Nando's which is something I never thought I'd say world heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder hit with a bit of chicken thrown by a middleweight champion in Nando's Bedford Street and big Deontay chases him out the street slips in his hole Pro- absolutely wrecks himself probably injured himself which would be the most bizarre injury of all time Really enjoyed watching that. And then watched the Frampton fight, who was obviously great again. And he's going to fight Josh Warrington next, which will be an excellent fight. Um, I think a lot of people are doubting Frampton these days and being like, oh, he's done. Or, you know, if he beats Warrington, you know, that's not only is his legacy, which is already, you know, confirmed as being the greatest Northern Irish boxer of all time, I'd imagine. But... If he beats Warrington, you know, that's like, I don't think he would beat Santa Cruz again. I think he's just too big and gangly for him. But if he beats Warrington, gets the world titles again, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. So that was the, uh, that night. What else did we do then? And after that, we went to just a load of other bars. And then I think by that stage, the three, the three day stag, I caught up with the boys and come about two in the morning, back to McDonald's, wrap it up, get ourselves home. For the half seven a.m. collection to go home, which I must admit, before I went to my stag, I was really worried. I thought they're all going to screw me. They're going to make me wear thongs, nothing else. I'll be all self-conscious, mortified, embarrassed, and I'll just not like it at all. But they weren't. It was great. All the activities were amazing. I really, really enjoyed myself. It was actually one of the best trips I've ever been on if not the best. So I'm definitely going to go back. I think we're going to go back 
Um, not the lads, but this time I think we'll go with uh, with the old fiance. So I would definitely recommend Lisbon as a city. Just watch out for the wee the wee fuck boys trying to sell you drugs flat out on the DL. And by DL, I mean completely openly in your face on the street. But it was a really, really, really great time. Gorgeous city, lovely weather. Lots to do, lots to see, markets, good shops. Very cheap booze, by the way. Major shout out to these lads who were uh, making the booze. Basically, you get a round of drinks for the six, six or seven lads for about 12 euro. Which you get one drink for that if you go to Nice, which is where I like the holiday quite a bit. So I definitely recommend going to Lisbon for cheap booze and a great time. But obviously, uh, the booze was... Um, Far too expensive in the Irish bar. Hennessy, don't go there, it's shit. Fuck those guys, traitors. Is it slanderous? Yeah, sue me, Hennessy's. I ain't got any money. You got it all because I bought two rounds in there. You pieces of shit. Um, but yeah, superb. Which, fully fact that it was on Stags made me completely forget that the night before we did Lavery's with myself, Connor Keyes and Colin Geddes. And it was a great night. Had a lovely time. It was a great way to set us up for the Stag. Um... But yeah, it feels like it was a century ago and I don't really remember everything well enough to talk about. So, um, yeah, that's that. So I think what I'll do now is uh, get myself to <laughs> listeners' questions and see what was, what's going on this day. Um, first question of the day is from Davey Witt. Hope a stag went well, Dave. Yes, thanks, Davey. More a story this time. Cycling in the cycle path of my local park, listening to your podcast, talking about the youth of today, having no respect. When a group of 13 to 15-year-old youths were cycling the opposite way, they took up the whole path, forcing me onto the grass. Not even as much as a sorry mate. They were too busy flicking their shit meet me at McDonald's haircuts. I called them bad names and drove on. In hindsight, maybe an overreaction, as this was in Craig Avon, and I could have possibly got stabbed. Ah, well. Hmm. Yeah, I think those fruity kind of boys with the floppy hair wouldn't stab you, unless it's with their wee dicks. But if they're like shaved-headed bad boys that wear like caps in the back of their head and smoke, even though they're 12, yeah, they're the ones you want to watch out for. Hey, again, judging books by its cover? Yep. But yeah, I don't know. I, I hate kids. I saw a group of kids outside my... Uh, local shop um, and I thought oh these are bad boys I was by home so they probably weren't bad but I was like oh I don't like this and as I was walking up to the shop two of the lads recognised me came up and were like can I get a photo yes mate get in smiled got a photo with the guys on the went lovely gentlemen absolute you know the beacon and futures of society these boys did they get a photo with me? Yes. Did they, then they carry on and just mug a granny came out of the shop? Yes. But hey, you know, they mean well. They're all right by me. Um, this is a weird account from Aussie Reincarnated. What's what's funny about that? This account doesn't follow me. And believe it or not, is a shitty question. Why is this drawing so horrible? They're talking about the logo, my little bear logo with me i'll tell you why because i'm a horrible looking dude and it's a cartoon of me with a bear's body mate that's why why have you got ozzy osborne as your uh your profile picture if you're not ozzy osborne and you're called at purgatory razor you know what you are followed by like 10 people and also an arsehole but here's the question um jamie harris harrison has asked me 
was watching Strike at Lucky earlier, as you do, and this couple were on. She's 89 and he's 38. Oh, why? Creepy, definitely. Uh, get this, they were married. Um, Whoa, disgust, please. He sent me a photo of them too, with Barry Moore looking at them both. The, yeah, the granny is quite clearly an old lady, 89 years old, and the guy's supposed to be 38. He does look, to be fair to him, in his 70s, which is ba- a bad idea when you're 38 years old. Um, You know, I just want to say, Jamie, like, love knows no no boundaries. You know, if if you're in love, you should be together. You know, like Maka and Richard, those guys shouldn't have been together. One is a full married man who just got married, like, a month ago. The other... A full, clearly gay homeless guy that lives in Portugal. You know, were they supposed to be together? I don't know. Um, but, you know, love always finds a way. Get away from me, Richard. Um, and he says, oh, yes, Jamie sent a photo of Barry Moore's face, who genuinely, he looks like, he looks like he's just watched Zinedine Zidane headbutt. Uh, whoever it was he had but it Matarazzi in the World Cup final total confusion like what the fuck's going on here um, which to be fair you know the guy that's 38 who looks in his 70s does not look comfortable you know it doesn't look to be fair when you're 38 and married to an 89 year old it's not you know there's something there's as they say in Belfast a bit of a want about you like I think this guy wants her money. She must have a bit of dough because if you're like if you're thirty eight, you're still capable of like having kids and stuff and procreating. And this woman, mm, yeah, don't even want to think about that. But um, yeah, it's very very weird. These guys, this there's something wrong with that dude, Jamie. But cheers for that anyway. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like it at all. It's made me feel a bit uneasy. Hey, it's still early in the days, and I'm recording this nice and early. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm feeling a bit sick. It's not a breakfast, but thanks for that. I'm thinking about far too much clearly. Um, Gareth Owens has a simple question for me this week. How's your head after the stag? Did you book yourself a wee emergency day off work to recover? Yeah, I'm not working today. I thought last night, mm, I'm feeling pretty good. I could go in. Now, in hindsight, nah, insides are absolutely in pieces. Barry Taggart has asked me, take a wee look at Shane Todd's Wikipedia page. Surely we'll make for a few chuckles. Um, I actually think I might do that. I always wonder why Shane has a Wikipedia page. Um, it's such niche knowledge of it that it's quite clearly Shane's done it himself, which fair play to him, it's industrious. Um, let me have a look at his page. Is a comedian, television and radio presenter and actor. Alright, mate, pick one from Hollywood, Northern Ireland. Um, observational. Yeah, that is very detailed. I, what I love about, about it most of all, just relatives. Dennis Todd. Like, Dennis is a real uh, recognisable character. Let me see. Which he is, by the way, Dennis. A lot of time and respect for. Todd began... Now, I'm not going to read that whole thing out. Um, oh, whoa. He also does a podcast with the Dave Elliott, in brackets, Papa Physique, called the Boytown Podcast. During the podcast, they tweet celebrities in a segment called Tweetback. Shane also has it out for friend of the show, Carla Tonioni. He also has his own personal podcast called the Shane Talkcast. Hmm, I wonder who made that, Carla Tonioni. Personal life. 
Yeah, this is great. Taurus. <laughs> Ta- uh, Taurus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Todd is the son of Avon salesman Dennis Todd. <laughs> I don't know why this has got me so much. Uh, Dennis divorced when Shane was just three months old. After it was revealed, his father was part of a love affair with a morbidly obese man rumoured to be Stephen Nolan. Bloody hell. I wish I hadn't read that out. Um, yeah. I was, I was that that has made me it's giving me a laugh for sure. Um, I'll definitely I'll definitely take a screenshot of that and send it to Shane right now to have a check. And maybe I, I rescind the fact that I um thought Shane did that himself. Maybe he put it up himself in the first place and somebody has since edited it. But yeah, that um <clears throat> that definitely gave me a laugh. Barry, cheers. Uh, <laughs> Chris Barr. Hey Dave, hope you had a good time on Stag and look forward to hearing the juicy stories in this week's podcast. Check this out. And he sent me the story, which is the headline of... <laughs> mm. Smoking toddler too, with 40 fags a day, habit goes berserk if his mum doesn't give him a fix. Chain smoking toddler in Indonesia refuses to give up cigarette. Let me have a look at this. Very sassy this kid is. He's already got the hair dyed. Two years old. And hey, he smokes the 80 a day, so he must have some sort of sass about him. For what sure. Yeah, that works, sweet. Yeah, they're not sponsored podcast. Fuck those guys. You just dead air with this video loads. While a little angry. Here we are. Just this kid smoking away in a Spider-Man t-shirt, grumpy face, dyed hair, loving the fags. His mum's clearly like, eh, yeah, you're two years old, stop smoking that. Gives it here, he's like, nah, me a fuck ah. I Now, and then what happens after that, he just gets straight on the scooter and drives away. Whoa. Horrifying, I'm just show... Carefree two-year-old Rappi Ananda Puma Kananas token on a cigarette and smiling as mother watches on. At just two months old, the toddler started smoking by picking up cigarette butts on the floor near his mum's market stall. Hey, guess what? I have a I have an eight-month-old daughter, and she's not just able to pick up and smoke things at two months old. At eight months, she can barely do anything. So no way, we players at that. His mum said it started him picking up cigarette butts. Now he's smoking. She's confessed that she keeps feeding his insatiable habit to prevent him from flying into a rage. He's a wee sass queen. Said that he can't sleep and starts rampaging and crying unless she gets him a pack of cigarettes a day. What I'd be doing is not doing that. That's fucked up. Um, but what Chris wants to know is, have you any weird habits or know anybody that does? Mm. Apart from my mate Mackie who likes to chat up homeless dudes, um, I don't suppose... I really do. What are my weird habits? Um, hmm. I'll, apparently, uh, whenever I'm, I'm nearly finished, this is something that was pointed out to me, apparently, uh, whenever I've finished, 
like doing a, the poos on the toilet, I blow my nose every time. Like we tick. If I'm done, my nose gets blown. That's how you know I'm finished. Yeah, too much information, but also true. I also like to make, try and make sure that my podcast's out on time. So as I'm doing this now, it's a quarter to eight, which means my podcast is 15 minutes late. So I'll, I'll blast through and get this up for you, so for your uh, journey to work. Chris Henning, uh, did you get any tropical diseases on your stag do? And more importantly, has your mental capacity recovered? Nah, I'll be honest with you, I'm still a bit vulnerable. The only diseases I got are loads of blisters on my feet because I thought it would be a good idea to just wear my sweet new shoes when I was away uh, and walk loads. And I've also been like noshed by a couple of uh, homeless dudes called Richard. No, by a couple of mosquitoes. Um... And yeah, definitely a bit sore on that. But yeah, all in all, um, I would take the condition I'm in coming home from the, than what it could have been. Uh, let's see. Hey, this is from Patty Mac. Hey, Papa Bear. Hope you're enjoying stag celebrations. A friend told me to check out this weird Easter tradition of Slovakia's. Hope you find it interesting. Um, also looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that mad sleep apnea. Yeah, Patty got in touch with me during the week to be like, hey, I was listening to the podcast, worried about you falling asleep everywhere, man. You might have a condition called sleep ap- apnea. I looked it up and it gave me the willies. I was like, shit, I have uh, this condition, which basically means you might die in your sleep. And yet, and I did a wee test for it and it turns out that it don't, thankfully. And it's just being totally exhausted from having a baby. But it was a very, very interesting read, Patty. I think I'll actually probably give it a bit more of a chat next week because I've already gone into 49 minutes this week's podcast and I don't want to bore, bore the heads off you with just another, like, about an hour and a half podcast because I want to really give that the time it deserves. So it'll be on the, on the to talk list next week. Let me check out this Slovakian tradition. I don't know why I went automatically into Slo- into Slovakia. Um, It's that time of... The year when Easter eggs and Easter bunnies invade the stores and adverts. We like to eat cakes. Um, but in Easter sports, the first thing that comes to Slovakian person's mind is hearing Easter is water and spanking. Hmm? What do we mean? Read on and make sure you watch this attached video for the full. When it comes to Easter in Slovakia, it's because it's the ladies that need to wash their watch their backs. Why? Because the tradition goes the young guys shall visit every girl's house in the village where they have single girls. They sprinkle them with water and spank them with whips made of willow branches. Please note that sprinkle is a mild word here. Sometimes the guys come with water buckets. Yeah, it just looks like there's dudes here wearing uh, wearing waistcoats and white gear just throwing water on girls and smacking their booties. The funny part is that the guys get rewarded. I'm going to watch this video here. There's a girl here who doesn't want to get soaked and spanked, but she's being dragged out of the house. Oh, that's sore. Yeah, I don't know if I'm entirely comfortable with this. And there's accordion music to make it even creepier. She gets soaked the water and whipped. Yeah, I don't know if I'm entirely, uh, entirely comfortable with that. It kind of is definitely a little bit rapey. Because the girl doesn't want it. She's being soaked. Or she's wearing a white dress. Or 
dress going see-through and she's being whipped. Uh, and guys get rewarded for this. They receive painted eggs, sweets and money, or invited to dine with the girl's family. Um, very strange. Like, see if it was just the water. You just throw water on them, yeah, that'd be sweet. Cause, but the whipping and, like, holding them against their will. Really weird, Patty, but no, cheers for that uh, for that question. And also, yeah, I'll definitely talk about sleep apnea next week. And thanks for letting me know about that. I really appreciated it. Glenn Lindsay, the, my man, has said, what were the drinks of choice in the stag do? And did anybody embarrass themselves? Yeah, Richard embarrassed himself. Richard, get a belt, you naughty boy. Um, the drinks of choice, I'm telling you now, Summersby apple cider. That just tasted like delicious apple juice and got you absolutely steaming. And also coffee Patron was a, on the go. Joe Monk, what is the sassiest thing from the stag? It's Richard. You know, he's just out wearing jeans down so you can see the trunk of his shaft. You know, that's very sassy. And he tried to get it get home with with Maca for, you know, whatever it is Richard had in mind. I'm gonna guess it was bumming. You know, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I've I've just assumed too far, but I think he wanted a taste of Maca's bottom. And on that note, guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad I'm alive again. I'm glad I'm back from Stag. I'm really missed. I really miss my fam. I really miss my girls. I'm glad to be back in one piece. And yeah, I'm just a happy dude. And uh, do I have any gigs to promote? I don't know. Can't even remember. I haven't checked my, haven't checked my diary. And just in parting, rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if you haven't already. Um, there's enough of you listen every week and not as many of you who listen every week have reviewed the podcast so get on over to do that on iTunes uh, subscribe on SoundCloud and yeah just keep listening and I'll be back again next week bye